Well, let's take our Bibles tonight, turn to 1 John and chapter number 5, 1 John, towards the very back of your Bible, uh, almost to the book of Revelation, the very last book of the Bible, but you'll find 1 John, or if you're Dave McCracken, 1 John, 1 John or 1 John. I'm going to also reference um, the Gospel of John. So that would be um, back towards the left in your Bible there, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, God recorded the, what we know as the gospel good news through four different um, individuals that God used to give record as to what Jesus did. And I, I'm going to reference John 10 in the course of preaching. So if you'd like to mark your Bible there, you're welcome to, or you can just listen either way you want to do that. First John, <clears throat> tonight, those where we're going to read. 1 John and chapter number 5. 1 John and chapter number 5. Verse 1. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ, which that's important. He's the Messiah. Christ means Messiah, the promised one, the anointed one. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And everyone that loveth him, that begat, loveth him also, that is begotten of him. Let's just uh, drop down to verse number four. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our what? Faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? This is he, John goes on in verse 6. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the spirit that beareth, what's the next word? Witness. Okay, I want you to watch, note how many times you're going to see the word witness or record. Okay, will you pay attention to that? Witness or record. So they're, they're from the same root. Uh, same root word, and it is the Spirit, verse 6 again, the latter part, it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is truth. There are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. And there are three that bear what? Witness, good, in earth, the Spirit, and the water, and the blood, and these three agree in one. Verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. All right, if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Just a few moments ago, we heard Miss, uh, Miss Margaret give witness. She gave testimony. She gave testimony, and we received her witness as true because she's telling what happened to her, right? Earlier today, Brother uh, James Raspberry did the same. He told uh, how that a friend invited him on friend day. It's a perfect testimony for a friend day. And so he gave witness. Well, we took him at his word. Well, if we receive the witness of men, watch this now, the witness of God is greater. Stands to reason because God can't lie. Can't lie. I can lie. You can lie. But God can't lie. All right. 
All right, for this is the witness of God, which he hath testified of his son. Notice this, verse 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar. I don't think I'd want to be found making God a liar, right? Because he believeth not the record that God gave of his Son. All right, now notice verse 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He that hath the Son hath, hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you, says John, or as he writes under inspiration, these things have I written unto you that what? Believe on the name of the Son of God that ye may, say it with me, know, all right? That ye may know that ye have eternal life. Does God want you to know that you can have eternal life? He does. He does. Can you know? Yes, you can. How can you know? Well, know what the record says. Know what God has testified, know what God has witnessed about his son. That ye may know that ye have eternal life and that ye may believe on the name of the son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, thank God, he heareth us. All right. Okay. This morning, um, Realize we have some guests that just came in today. We have many that were in different parts of the building. It's not necessarily a continuation, though certainly there is a connection there. This morning we talked about receiving, receiving God's gift of eternal life. Just that's a key word there. You can't earn it. You can't achieve it. It's a gift, so you can only receive it. And you receive it by faith. Tonight, I believe it'd be a help to us all, everybody in here, to consider this, this title, this truth from God's word, having the assurance, having the assurance of eternal life. You can have the assurance of eternal life. You don't have to worry about it. You can know that you're saved. You can know that you have eternal life. How can you make such a bold statement? God said. How's that? God said the assurance of eternal life. May God bless reading and the preaching of his word as you're seated. We'll also be looking at John 10 if you'd like to join us there in just a few moments. <clears throat> there are many things in this life that you cannot know for certain. In other words, there are a lot of things that are, <laughs> you just don't know, Right? You just don't know. Uh, Benjamin Franklin said, nothing is certain but death and taxes. Now that's true. How about the economy? Certain or uncertain? Uncertain. How about uh, politics? Certain or uncertain? Uncertain. How about uh, the weather? Uncertain. All right, right here in Oklahoma. Yeah, for sure. Uncertain. Um, 
What your kids might do while you're in public, certain or uncertain. <laughs> I'm talking about your grown kids. No, I'm just kidding. No, your small kids at home, maybe. Uh, your job, certain or uncertain. Uh, what time you're going to get out of church, certain or uncertain. <laughs> uncertain. Your health. I mean, on and on we could go. But listen, here's, I just want to get right to it tonight. You can know for certain that you're saved. The Bible makes that very clear. You can know that for certain. In fact, the word know, K-N-O-W, the word know is used, let me look at my notes here, it's used 39 times in the book of 1 John. I mean, just five chapters and that, that little word know is used 39 times. I'm telling you, God wants you to know. In fact, it's used, uh, it's used eight times in chapter five. God wants you to know. God wants you to have assurance. God wants you to be certain. The word assurance means this, full confidence, full confidence. Hey, listen, uh, God, God doesn't play games, okay, when it comes to salvation. God does not play games. He wants you to be fully confident that you are saved, that you're saved. Full confidence means this, freedom from doubt, freedom from doubt. Uh, confident, sure, certainty, security. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. That's what the songwriter wrote in the hymn. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. In case you missed it, all other ground is sinking sand. In fact, it's interesting. I just, uh, I just looked, and you, you don't have to turn there and don't get nervous. I'm not going to sing. I'm just looking here. But I looked at, listen, listen to some of the titles of these songs. I'm looking at page 418 in the hymnal. I don't think I've ever preached out of a hymnal before, but um, I know whom I have believed in. These are just titles of the songs. I know whom I have believed in. My faith still holds. My faith has found a resting place. A hill called Mount Calvary. My faith looks up to thee. Have faith in God. In times like these, my anchor holds. We have an anchor, steadfast and sure. Are we doing all right? Listen to this. Be still, my soul. One of my favorite songs, Be Still, My Soul. Uh, how about this one? It is well with my soul. I know who holds tomorrow. I shall not be moved. <laughs> I am his and he is mine. A child of the king, a shelter in the time of storm, safe in the arms of Jesus. Be still and know moment by moment. How about this one? Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Under his wings, leaning on the everlasting arms. Okay, now listen, hang on just a minute. I didn't just go through that just to fill time. None of those songs would mean much if we did not have the assurance of salvation. But you can have the assurance of salvation because of what God's word says. And John is writing to these individuals to help them to know and to know for sure. Because listen to this, folks, you, you need to know this. You need to know for sure. Now, we've got guests here tonight and, and maybe you do know that you're saved. And, but there may be somebody here tonight that does not know that. And, and you need to know that. You know why? Because life is short. Life is short. I mean, we're, and, and life we don't know how long we have to live on this life. And, and so life is temporary. The death ratio, listen to this, is one per person. 
Should Je- is that right? Should Jesus tarry is coming? Ten out of ten people are going to die. Well, this is encouraging tonight, but it's true, isn't it? You need to know where you're going to go. It's either heaven or hell, the Bible says. Either heaven or hell. Well, if, let me reason with you here just a moment. If you could know, wouldn't you want to know? And if, if you were believing something that wasn't right, wouldn't you want somebody to tell you what was right? Like we heard in the testimony, if you went, grew up and you were living all your life but, and you were working hard, you were doing your very best, but you, you, didn't, you didn't find out until it's too late, wouldn't that be tragic? Isn't it wonderful that somebody would share the gospel with you and say, hey, listen, you can actually know for sure that you're, that you're on your way to heaven. You need to know. I remember uh, a few years ago, I was working on my computer and things have kind of changed now, but, but do you remember the, some of those messages that used to come up? And I, I, had just, I had just literally written in, my, in this particular message that life is temporary and, and that, uh, that we you know, soon will pass from this life. And a message came up on my screen that said this, that, t- that your computer will shut down in one minute. And I thought, no. You remember that? No, 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 no. Don't shut down, right? And then you what, you, what do you do? You push save, right? You push save because whatever's not saved is lost. Amen right there. Whatever is not saved is lost. And this was back before the days of auto save, which in life, by the way, there's just no, there is no auto save. And by the way, now you can reboot the computer and maybe get another run at it, but in life, you don't get to reboot your life. There's not a second chance. I'm saying to you tonight, you need to know now. You need to know tonight. And if this is in any way unsettled in your heart, then I believe God wants you to have it settled and you can through his word. You need to know. Salvation is is really not confusing. Now, man has made something that God made very simple, Man has made it very confusing, but God didn't make it confusing. Uh, we're in the process. Uh, Ty, uh, Trevor has passed his, uh, his, his exam, you know, as far as for a learner's permit. But right now it's rather confusing going to the Department of Motor Vehicles. You know what I'm talking about? We've heard like uh, three different things as to how to actually get the actual permit. I'm glad going to heaven is not as hard I'm glad it's not as hard to get in, to go to heaven as it is to go to the, to the, to the de- uh, Department of Motor Vehicles. I'm, I'm glad, you know, the, the mega center over here, have you tried? I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be, I'm trying not to be critical. I'm just trying to give an illustration. That's all this is. I'm thankful when it comes to salvation that anybody who calls on him, he'll save them right there. Have you trusted him as your savior? Have you called on him as your savior? If you died tonight, do you know for sure that you would go to heaven? Do you have, dear friend, would you, would you consider this here tonight? I'm asking everyone here, Bible college students to consider, church members to consider, people that have grown up in church to consider. Do you know for sure that if you die tonight that you'd go to heaven? Guest, I'm asking you to, to consider, has there been a time when you understood that you are a sinner and there's nothing you could do to save yourself and you called on the Lord Jesus Jesus Christ to save you and, and you turn from unbelief and, and you turn to belief in him and trusted him and him alone. Do you know that for sure? And if there's any doubt in your mind, it sure would be good to get that settled tonight. God offers you the assurance of his salvation, of salvation. 
Listen to what one individual said about this particular passage. He said this, the assurance of one's salvation always rests fundamentally and sufficiency on the direct promises of God. God promised. He promised he would save any who call upon him. He promised. He promised that. And, and so it rests on the promises of God. In other words, he goes on, one's assurance rests on the testimony of God. The testimony of God. Now, the book of, of John, uh, the gospel of John was written that we might believe that we might believe. He said, in fact, these things have I written unto you that you might believe. In fact, uh, listen to this. 98 times in conjunction with salvation, 98 times John says, believe unto salvation. You think you might take a hint as to how a person receives eternal life? You believe. What do you mean believe? Well, it means that obviously you need to hear the message of the gospel, but then also you need to believe. That simply means this, completely trust who he is and what he did to save you. Amen. That's it. Believe. So the book of John, the gospel of John was written that you might believe. The, God, the epistle, the letter here that we're reading in 1 John chapter 5 is written that you, to those who had believed, that they might know, that they might be secure. Because there were those in their day and time saying, uh, you can't know that for sure. But John is saying, yes, you can know that for sure. You can know that for sure. Well, isn't it kind of arrogant? Isn't it kind of mm, uh, prideful to say, you know that you're going to heaven? Not if you got there by grace through faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. That's not proud. That's not arrogant. Well, isn't it presumptuous to say that, you know, you know, ahead of time that you have eternal life? Isn't that kind of like a little bit presumptuous to assume that you're going to heaven? Isn't that presumptuous? Listen, it's not presumptuous to say that if that's what God said. In fact, it's presumptuous in many ways to doubt God. Here's what we're dealing with tonight. Can you trust God's testimony? Can you trust God's witness? Five different times it used witness or record or testify. Six times the noun is used. Can you trust God's witness? You can. You can trust God's witness. You do need to understand this, that you do need to be saved because of your sin. You do need to be saved. I remember visiting a home not too, not too long ago and, and the mom, you know, was working with the son and, and uh, I don't remember if it was that she called him into the room, but here's what he said. Mom, am I in trouble? You know, those days, mom, am I in trouble? <laughs> Guilty conscience, right? We were, we were driving uh, home yesterday from Perry. I preached up in Perry and, and, um, and as we were driving home, um, well, the speed limit has changed to 75 on a certain stretch of, of I-35. Did you know that? Good news. I'm here preaching good news for everybody, right? Okay, so, but our, on the dash, it still said 70. You know, on the, on the digital, it said 70, but the sign in black and white, in metal, said 75. I'm passing an individual that's not doing 75. I'm doing 77. 
had to be honest. <laughs> Looked up in the rearview mirror and there's a straight tr state trooper behind me. What do you do? What, what do you do? Me? <laughs> you slow down. Okay, that, that's the first thing. But then I looked down at, at, at my speedometer to see what I was doing. And then it, then it hit me. Oh, no. On the dash, it says 70. On the metal sign, it says, I'm pretty sure it still said 75. But then you're doubting yourself, right? Am I breaking the law or not? It's, it's, it's rather confusing. You got two different things going on. And fortunately, I passed the gentleman at 75. And then the, the state trooper went on by. <laughs> you follow me? Hey, listen, um, God is clear in his word. God is clear in his standard. And he, God, God is clear about what sin is. And we, we covered it this morning, but I need to cover it again tonight. Listen, we've all broken God's commandments. You've broken his commandments, haven't you? We've all broken God's commandments and you've lied or you've stolen or you've taken his name in vain. Or how about this? You just let something become more important than what God is. Do you realize that that's, that's a form of idolatry, putting things ahead of God and, and perhaps that, that you've committed adultery or, or perhaps that you've looked at somebody with lust? I mean, the word of God is very clear here. And by the way, by the way, God doesn't change his standards. He doesn't change his standards. He keeps them the same. And, and so maybe tonight you're saying, am I in trouble? Well, tonight, listen, if you've never trusted the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and been saved from sin and be born again, have been born again into his family, then you stand guilty before God in your own form of righteousness. And I've got to tell you tonight, with, in loving kindness, that won't be sufficient. I remember the story of a preacher that, that was visiting a very hard-hearted man that was a, like a high-ranking official in the, in the military, and different preachers had dealt with him. And I believe it was G. Campbell Morgan that was going to visit this man and is basically on his deathbed, and, and he's visiting him in the, in the hospital room there. And, and so he witnessed to him, and still he rejected, and still he rejected. And so Mr. Morgan walked out of the room and, and then, then I believe God gave him this thought and he went back into the room and he said this. He said, sir, you will not pass inspection. Well, that got his attention. As a man, as a ranked uh, army officer or whatever his branch was, he recognized I won't pass inspection. That won't do. I want to ask tonight, will you pass inspection? Will you pass inspection? Will you pass, not man's inspection. You're not going to come and stand before some man. You're not going to stand before a preacher. You'll stand before Almighty God. Will you pass his inspection? And the only way, dear friend, the only way, young people, children, teenagers, young people, older adults here tonight, the only way that you can pass his inspection is if you have this, the righteousness of Jesus Christ credited to your account. That's what must be in your life, which means this, you've got to recognize there's none righteous, no, not one. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. And all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ, listen to these wonderful words, Christ died for us. Christ died for you. He died in your place. He took your sin. He took your guilt. He took your shame that you might be forgiven. And then he gives you, wonderful grace of Jesus, he gives you his righteousness. And you can be saved. 
through the Lord Jesus Christ. And him alone, by the way. There's no other way to be saved. He knows how to save you. I'm sure glad as an eight-year-old, I humbled my heart before God and said, God, I'm a sinner and I'm on the wrong road. Would you save me and put me on the right road? Have you done that tonight? Have you been saved? Have you trusted Jesus as your Savior? He'll save anybody that'll call on him by faith. Have you trusted him tonight? Look what the record says. Look at it again. You say, how can I know for sure? Let's look at the Bible here just, just a few uh, moments. Look at it, if you would, please, in chapter 5 and, and verse, verse number 9. We've already covered that. But if we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. Isn't that right? The witness of God is greater. You can trust God. He's trustworthy. He's not going to lead you down the wrong road, which, by the way, I was saved. I was saved on April the 1st. Yes, indeed. April Fool's Day. But God didn't play a trick on me. He said, he said in black and white that he would save you and that you can know that you're saved. And look what else he said in, in verse number 10. He that believeth on the Son of God hath this witness in himself. He that believeth not God hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record. The record, that's what we're concerned about tonight. The record that God gave of his Son. And look at this, verse number 11. And this is the record that God hath given to us eternal, eternal life. This is the record. And this life, watch this now, this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life, and he that hath not the son of God hath not life. The question tonight is this, is have you received the son of God? Have you received him as your savior? I remember knocking doors uh, back in Missouri with a, a gentleman named Tom McLean. Tom McLean was, uh, was a chief of police in a town just right outside of Springfield called Willard. He was a chief of police. I thought it was pretty awesome to get to go door knocking with the chief of police. I felt real secure. <laughs> he'd knock on the door and he'd say, hi, my name is Tom McLean from Meadowview Baptist Church. And I'm also the chief of police in, in Willard. And that would kind of get their attention a little bit. You know, when the chief of police shows up at your door, you're probably not going to slam the door. I don't actually, now that I think about it, I don't think anybody ever slammed the door in Tom McLean's face. So that was really nice. I loved knocking doors with Tom McLean. You know what he'd say? He, he had a great lead into this and only he could really use this one. Or if you're a police officer tonight, you could use this. But, but uh, he would say this. He would say, you know, one of my jobs as a chief of police is I got to check the record. I got to check the record. We check everybody's record. We pull you over. I take your license. I go back and I'm checking your record. <laughs> so, so then he'd say this. So I'm here today to check the record. I'm here to check your record. And then he'd, <laughs> you'd think he's reaching back, you know, for like his citation book or whatever, but he's reaching back for his New Testament and open up the Bible and he says, let's look here at 1 John chapter number 5 and verse 11. And this, he'd, he'd point and show them, this is the record. Isn't that good? This is the record. This is the record that God hath given. Did you notice that key word? He's given to us eternal life and this life is in his son. He that hath the son hath life and he that hath not the son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and this life is, it's in his son. So you, do you have the son? There's the record. You can be sure. By the way, salvation Salvation is, just like what it says here, he gives unto them what? Eternal life. I'm thankful tonight. God does not give to us temporary life. 
He doesn't give to us conditional life. Did you, hey, wait a minute. Did you see that? He doesn't give you. When you are genuinely recognizing you're a sinner, you're repenting, and you're placing faith in Jesus Christ, He does not give you conditional life. He does not give you temporary life. He gives you eternal life. You know what that means? You're born into His family, forever His son, forever His daughter. Hey, listen, you are forever His. You're secure. There's no need to doubt it. If you, if you received Him as He is, as you were, you can see right here in black and white, I know I'm saved because of what God said. Amen. I've got security. I've got assurance. Does that mean you're never going to sin again? Oh, please, come on, don't you know we're all going to sin again. I'm not proud of that. I, and by the way, salvation by grace through faith does not give you the liberty to just go and live any old way you want to. In fact, if you're saved, then you want to live for Him. Yeah. Overcoming the world through faith in Jesus. But neither do you lose your salvation. This book never teaches that a person can lose their salvation. You know why? Because that would mean this. That would mean that you could be unborn. When you're saved, you're born in God's family. At what point do you become unborn? I never say to my sons, all right, bud, that's it. You, that was them crossing the line. You cross the line, you're not my son. No, I'm not going to do that. Now, beloved, I will correct them in fatherly love, chastening, correction, rebuking, reproving, encouraging, helping, straightening out. <laughs> Can I get a witness right there? Something to get their attention to say, listen, because you are my son and I love you and my name is on you, then I'm not going to let you live just any way you want to live. Are you listening to me here tonight? And, and so here, here is our heavenly father. If I as an earthly father rather would not treat my son that way, then how much less beloved would our heavenly father treat us any differently? No, listen tonight. If you understood you were a sinner and you trusted Jesus as your savior, even as a little child, but then you got away from him, that does not change. I'm just saying, if you you did what God said for salvation, you received salvation by grace through faith, then you were born into God's family. Even if you got away from God, he never got away from you. Now he loves you enough to correct you and he loves you enough to, to try to get you on the right path. But that doesn't mean you need to be saved again because you can't be saved again. You're only saved one time, just like you're born into God's family one time, once and for all. How secure is your salvation? Look at John chapter 10, just real quick. John chapter 10, I want you to see this. This is beautiful. Brother Jet just used this at a funeral service that I attended um, as he spoke at Brother Paul's uh, funeral. John chapter 10, the Pharisees, uh, the religious leaders are surrounding Jesus. The Jews are surrounding Jesus. According to verse number 24, just try to catch a little bit of the context here. And they said unto Jesus, how long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Well, look what Jesus said, I told you. Everybody see that? I love the simplicity of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said this, I told you and you believe not. I told you and, I, and you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear what? Witness of me, but you believe not. So are they saved or lost? Lost, they hadn't believed. They hadn't trusted him. All right, look, watch this now. 
because you're not my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep, verse 27 is where I'm reading now. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And watch this, verse number 28. And I give unto them eternal life. It's a gift. And you can have the assurance of it. I give unto them eternal life, and watch this, and they shall never perish. Later in John, what we read earlier, he, he that hath the Son hath everlasting life, hath eternal life. It's like, it's present right now. It's not like you're gonna get eternal life. You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. You've got it. That's the assurance of the believer. Here he says, I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So we're in Jesus' hand if you're saved. Watch this, verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. There's double security right there. In the son, in the father. And then he says, I and my father are one. Saved. Secure, assured, no change in your status. I know I've got eternal life tonight. Do you? I know I've got eternal life tonight. Do you? The Bible says you can, no. They say in the Titanic's, Sinking that there were three classes of people, you know, first class, second class, third class. Some really rich people that were on the Titanic. There were people working on the Titanic, servants and so forth. But really, after it all was said and done, there's really only two classes of people. Saved and lost. Saved and lost. Tonight... There's not first class, second class, third class people. It's really only this, saved and lost. Saved and lost. In which category are you? Saved by the grace of God or lost? If you're lost tonight, we're going to give an invitation here, inviting you to come and let somebody show you from God's word how that you can be saved. Saved. Let's stand together here tonight. The assurance of eternal life. It's received by grace through faith. Do you have that assurance? With every head bowed and eye closed, I'd like just to ask a couple questions here tonight just to help to make sure that everybody understood the message. How many of you with uplifted hand could say, because of the record of God, because of His testimony, what He said... And faith in His Word, I know that I know that I know that I have eternal life. I know for sure I'm saved tonight. Would you raise your hand tonight? We've been rejoicing in that all day. Would you rejoice in it one more time just by an uplifted hand? Praise the Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank the Lord for that. You may put your hand down. Who here tonight maybe couldn't raise your hand right then? You do not have assurance of salvation. You don't have assurance 
of salvation with every head bowed and eye closed. Would you just raise your hand? Yes, sir, I see your hand there. God bless you, I appreciate that. I don't know for sure. Yes, ma'am, I see your hand there. I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty. I don't know for sure. I don't have that assurance. I want to. I want to. Let me look around here for just a few more moments with every head bowed. Uh, believers, Christians, church members, would you please pray? Pray that God would help somebody here tonight. I believe He wants to save somebody here tonight. No doubt about it. He would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He's not willing that any should perish. Not that one should perish. Anybody else tonight? I don't know for sure. Would you raise your hand? I'm looking on my left, on your right, up in the balcony, around. Anybody tonight? Do you know for sure? Sir, do you know for sure, ma'am? How about get the matter settled tonight up in the balcony? How about here on the ground floor on my right, on your left? Is there anybody tonight that you'd say, I don't know for sure, but I'd like to have it settled? Yes, sir. I see your hand there. God bless you. I appreciate that. You raised your, your hand. Uh, those of you that did, here, I want to invite you to do this. We're not going to embarrass you in any way. Maybe you, you'd want to even ask somebody to come with you. But we'd like to extend an invitation to you to come and to let somebody take the Bible and share more verses, even than I did tonight. I tried to make it as plain as I could with, the, with God's help, and I'm thankful for the way that He helps us to preach the gospel. But maybe you still have some questions and you want to get that settled tonight. I want to invite you to come from where you are, whether in the balcony or here on the ground floor, and make your way to the front. There's a man that has a Bible. There are men that have their Bibles, rather, and, a la and ladies, if you're a lady that has a Bible, and there's some classrooms that are really close by here that they'll take and show you from God's Word, from God's Word, how you can know that for sure. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer, and then we're going to sing page 272. And as soon as we begin to sing, let me invite you to step out and come tonight. Dear God, tonight, please help those, especially those, dear God, that raised their hand and said they weren't sure. God, you said in your word that we may know we're taking you at your word. And God, you've shown them evidently that, that, they, that they're not right with you, but that you want to save them. I know you're able to save them because of what you've said and that you want to save them. You love them. I pray you'd help them, Lord, help them to respond tonight to this simple invitation to come and trust Christ as their personal Savior. I pray for anyone here tonight as well that may be struggling with doubts or fears. Lord, I pray tonight they just get it settled, that it be clear in their hearts and mind, dear God, because of the witness, the record that you have given and that they'd evaluate whether or not they have received your dear son. In Jesus' name, 